Hi everyone, and welcome to Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. I'm your host, Jimena Garcia. This show is all about understanding yourself through plant medicine, as well as providing education and knowledge around this topic. I hope you guys love listening to this episode as much I enjoy recording it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. Um, today, we have a really special guest. It was sent to the podcast by the forces that be. <laughs> um, so today we're going to start a little bit different of what we usually start. So I want to invite everybody to just take a moment and take a deep breath and then let it out. And if you're driving as you're listening, just take a moment in your driving, just pay attention to the road, but listen to my voice as you are doing whatever it is that you're doing and just give yourself the opportunity to come into this present moment. Feel your feet, your shoulders, your hips, and we're just inviting presence into this moment. Presence is to have the ability to pay attention to everything that is happening to your surroundings, starting with yourself. Beautiful. Now we're going to get started. Yay. Okay. So before I introduce our guest for today, I'm going to tell you a little story of how this individual came to the podcast today. So as you also know, when you have a podcast, you are responsible of creating content constantly all the time. You're thinking about it, you're eating about it, you're talking your your producer about it. So so about a month ago or so, my producer and I, his name is Chase, asked me, okay, Jimena, what else do you have? Like we need to start thinking about branching out and doing different things and all the stuff. And then I said to him, you know, Chase, I really want to bring someone with experience in the psychology and mental field. I want to bring a psychotherapist to the podcast. And he said, oh, do you know anybody? And I said, I don't really know anyone, but let me think, where can I go and look for one and then see who is the right person? I definitely want someone that has experience with medicine that understands the importance of tradition and, and working the way that I'm teaching and we're teaching. Um, so just give me a little bit and then see what happens. So that was that. Like, we didn't go into details about it. I just told him this is what I wanted. I wanted to bring this type of guest. And then I think like two weeks after that, on our Instagram, I get a message by this individual. And it's like, hey, I love your podcast. You're doing great work. And I'm like, do I know this person? So I went into look into her profile in Instagram. And then I realized that this person is a psychotherapist, that she has this background and she also has experience with plant medicine. So I was over the moon. I was like, whoa, this is amazing. And this is what I say to everyone in the podcast all the time. When you start living in this space of trust and you put your intention out there from a place of the heart and it goes in alignment with your path and the work that you're doing, then everything opens up. 
the reason why I want to bring this individual to the podcast, it's not for my gain. It's not for me. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot from this person, but it's for everyone that is listening because I want to educate everyone that wants to work in this field for us to be safe, to be respectful, and to have a deep understanding of the work that it takes to actually walk this path. So I said, hey, do you mind if we meet and talk? I would love to have you in my podcast. And then she also got very, very excited about it. So we talked about two weeks ago, it was like a pit in a pot. Like we met and we both were like on sync and she was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, yes. So with all that being said, today we have Sean. Did I say that correctly? That's correct. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, she is a psychotherapist. She's located in Dublin. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. In Ireland. In Ireland. And she is here today to um, share with us, first of all, her experience, uh, which I know a little bit about, but I will love to know more. And to talk a little bit about um, her experience as a, as a person that is working with medicines, as a person that also has a background in uh, psychology and then someone that can give us so much from that perspective and from her own perspective. So, uh, Sean, welcome to Traditional Medicine with Shama Flora. How are you doing today? I am very grateful to be here. So thank you. I suppose the synchronicity of how it happened that we came together, like you said, was just one of those serendipitous moments where we both realized, okay, this is actually happening. So yeah, I'm really grateful to be here. I suppose, like I said to you off before we started recording, I am at the minute a little bit delicate. So I had been served rapé last night by one of the brothers from the Amazon, the Honey Queen tribe, a most amazing, beautiful soul. But it really it really brought home to me the importance of knowing the tradition and the respect that these medicines require because it will bring you to your knees if you are not prepared. That's that's very profound and it's true. I mean, we do have an episode about rapé and explaining, you know, the depths of that medicine and who is is definitely, you know, nowadays people snore it like cocaine. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? There is people that have repet constantly and they're constantly snoring, at least here in the States. I've seen that. It um, is. And in reality, yeah, in, in reality, it's, it's much more stronger than it that. It is becoming somewhat like that here in Ireland as well. I've seen that with rapé, people mm-hmm. taking it out, not in ceremony, not in reverence, not in safety, just out and I suppose that's the worrying that's the worry yeah and 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 that's why we're here today right is to is to um today and every single day is to educate people in in those matters because um what is the word um these medicines are are this is going to be a little bit bold so for those of you that are listening pardon me if this hits you hard but these medicines are starting to get raped uh by us Basically, we're not respecting them. We're not honoring them. And we think that we can 
adjust them to our liking and it doesn't work that way you know it's like <laughs> imagine i i love using this analogy imagine going to your surgeon right you're gonna get a heart open surgery and you go to the surgeon you're like okay excuse me but during the surgery i need you to do these things and i need you to add these things to my heart and and make sure that you're playing this music like imagine us telling our surgeon how to do the surgery and then choosing to do open heart surgery for other people in the way that we think it should be done without having any medical history, any surgery, nothing. I don't think we will allow that in the world. But I think that that shows our separation from the earth, from the planet that we think we can take, that we can manipulate. We can decide, okay, I'm going to take this medicine and this is what the experience will be. That's not how it works. The medicine will take you where the medicine needs to bring you. Yeah. So, Shan, tell us a little bit about your upcoming with plant medicines how did you go from you know not like have were you familiar with them before like what was that moment where just you were like okay let me try this out let me see how this uh works like what did ignite that curiosity for you well I suppose for years I've been reading books by Stanislav Grof and Audis Huxley you know talking about LSD and how they were using it for treating people with mental health issues. So I'd read those books years ago and I had this awareness that plant medicine was beneficial, but it never, it, it didn't come to me, I suppose, till 18 months ago. So at that point I went through a breakup and I was, I was so heartbroken. I thought I'd never be able to breathe again, even with all my psychotherapy training, with all my Reiki, with all the healing modalities I had, I. I just didn't know how I was going to fix or heal the pain that I was going through. I didn't know how I would move past that. So a very good friend said to me, have you ever sat with cacao? So ceremonial grade cacao. And I hadn't. And that was the start of it. That was the start of the journey. Welcoming in Mama Cacao and giving myself to her with no expectations. I sat with the medicine expecting nothing and I received the the warmest embrace that gave me the strength to move forward it gave me the courage to say okay what else do I need to do and from that that piece of work then I was introduced to psilocybin in sacred ceremony so I sat with that several times and then I have sat with Cambo and Wachuma and Rappe and Sananga, it's like this continual growth. And I suppose I said to you when we met first that I have maybe 15 years talk therapy as a client of a therapist under my belt. And I can wholeheartedly say in the last 18 months, I've probably achieved more than I've achieved in talk therapy. And I'm not saying that's what everyone's experience is going to be. This is my experience. But the last 18 months have been transformative. Even the fact that I'm sitting here on this podcast openly speaking about my experience, I don't think I could have done it without the encouragement and the learning that I have had from these plant medicines. Wow, Sean. 
That is, just so you know, as you're talking, I'm getting all the chills, like from head to toe, like all the chills. So thank you so much for sharing your experience because it's so inspiring. And I think you said something really powerful and you said, right, you, you've been doing this work for 15 years. You've been a psychotherapy for 15 years. You've been working with people for that long. And for the last eight months, you decided to step into the world of plant medicine and, and, and you share with me what my teacher taught me. And he said, plant medicine is the auto bond of healing. That's what it is. It's the auto bond. It like literally speeds up your healing. And you also said something very crucial. It is not for everybody. No, certainly not. Right. Like as, as much as, you know, as much as we want to, you know, bring the healing to the world and every single human deserves to go through their own healing journey. Plan medicine is very specific to a very specific demographic of people that have the mindset, that have the health, um, and that have the intention to work with it because these are not toys. These are not over-the-counter um, medicines that we will get like aspirin or Tylenol. These, these are spirits um, that go and find the depths of your blueprint and your DNA. They know you at a cellular level. Um, and there's no hiding from that. So that that's really, really beautiful. So tell me a little bit more about the work that you are starting to do with medicine and how you are helping your clients to onboard in this journey. What, what are your thoughts behind that? You shared that with me the first time we spoke and you are the first person outside of me that has said this to me, which I think is crucial. So, um, if you don't mind sharing with so us. So I suppose there are two types of clients that I was speaking to you about. There are clients that come to me and say, I want to sit with plant medicine. And then there are the clients that come and say, I have sat with plant medicine and this is my experience. So if we take the first one, the client who comes in and says, Shan, I'm really thinking about sitting with plant medicine. I, my first question is to that person, why do you want to sit with plant medicine? What is your intention? And if they say to me, my friend told me it's a good idea. I have to, I have to stop them there. And I say, the intention, I suppose the, the things that are important, I think, are intention, preparation and integration. So until you have that intention locked in, like in your soul, like you said, the medicine finds your DNA. It finds the the internal angst in your body. So unless you have that intention right, the medicine is still going to do the work the medicine wants to do. And if you haven't got that intention right, the medicine, the spirit, the energy of the medicine does not know where it's going. So with four clients I'm working with at the, at the minute, we're four or five sessions just fixing an intention. What is that intention? So until they have that deep intention, I, I would suggest you're not ready to sit with the plant medicine. So that would be the first part. And then there's the preparation. So have you found the right teacher? And it's not somebody you find on Facebook or Instagram because that's where the problems are. People are 
going on social media saying, oh, I can offer you this plant medicine because I did a training online. And that's not sufficient. And I, I can say that wholeheartedly after being in ceremony last night and having the prayers and the music and the chanting and like really being in tribal space. I I would put money on it that people in the West cannot do that yet. We do not have that. We don't have that voice. We don't have that spirit. We don't have that sensual nature where our ego is out of the room. Like these individuals are just so gifted in what they do that don't go on Facebook and find someone to serve because that's that it's not safe in my opinion. So then the other part of the preparation is how are you preparing your body? Like the diet we have here in the West is of no comparison to what the indigenous people are eating before they sit with this medicine. Like, are you willing to give up caffeine, salt, sugar, processed food, sex, TV? Like, are you willing to put this work in? It's not, oh, today is Wednesday. On Friday, I think I'm going to go and do ayahuasca. No, like it takes weeks and weeks and weeks of preparing your body and your mind And if you're not willing to put that work in, then I would say to my client, I don't think it's safe for you to do that. Unless you respect and honor this medicine, like it's I don't think it's safe. And that's based on my experience, my reading of research and texts and listening to podcasts like yours and talking to people, indigenous people who are working with this medicine all the time. And the last one you said was integration. So assuming my clients have done all that piece of work that might take weeks to get all that work right and they if they want to really do the work they you need to put that work in in advance so if they've done all that work and they've found their teacher and they've prepared and they've got their intention and then they sit with the medicine and whatever their experience is that is their experience that they're supposed to have the next piece when you come out of that medicine it's not I'm just going back to my normal life, four cups of coffee, burgers and sitting on the sofa watching TV. You have to have the same, the same care for your body and your mind and your soul that you had before the medicine. You have to allow the medicine to process, to work through your body in the safety and almost a little bit of deprivation of what we in the West take for granted. Because the medicine needs time to process, but you have to have support around you. So what before my clients go into the medicine, I say, what is your circle of care when you come out? So you're coming back into therapy. Have you got people that you can lean on? What is the support from the facilitator, from people within that group? Do you have friends to support you? Yeah, all of that is is really important. And those questions that you're asking are so crucial to ask you know I think that having that level of clarity and coming from someone with your background it grounds them it kind of put them in a mindset of okay well let me see if that's actually something that I can do and then go for it because you know um I have clients that they asked me they said hey what happens if I have a really bad ceremony? 
with ayahuasca, right? Like where it's like, you know, you go into like the depths of darkness and, and, you know, there's people that when they come out out of it, they don't come out with the most blissful uh, mindset, right? There's people that sometimes they come out with like, they don't even know what's real and what's not anymore. They, 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 their whole reality. I mean, you, and I would love to hear your, your, your point of view of that, but when a person's reality completely collapses, because that's what these medicines do. They completely, they're reality breakers. They literally break our reality where, you know, for someone that has never done mushrooms and they do mushrooms and they, they enter into the space and they experience all of these different possibilities that are on the other side that your brain can access with the medicine, then they're like, wait, so what's real? Is even God real? Like, what was I wrong this entire time? Especially people that have a hard time being wrong. Like, what does that, what is that, what it does, what it, what, what does do to the mind, Sean, when someone's reality completely collapses? Like how, like in your experience, what, what happens to a person when, when that happens and they don't have the, the resources, the support, um, and the community to, for them to kind of like get out and then rebuild something new? Well, I suppose, again, that's the worrying part of these medicines coming into the West because we are not, we don't have the supports in place for people who, I suppose the easiest way to, to describe it is their mind breaks, their consciousness breaks of the reality that they thought they had formed. So it's it's really worrying to think that this does happen. We know it happens. Research shows it happens. You and I know people it has happened to. I experienced it, you know, so we know it happens, but we don't have the correct tools in place to mind these people. That's why doing the research is so important, making sure that the person who's holding your space has the ability to hold you in the aftermath. Because in the ceremony, Yes, that's, that's when you're seeing all the different realities. You're meeting your God self. You're seeing colors and different emotions are coming up. But when that is over, you need to make sure that person or people in that group can support you. Because the worrying part is that's why people end up in psychiatric care. That's why people are ending up in hospital, suicidal. And I'm not trying to frighten people, but this is the reality, the indigenous nature of these medicines is to eradicate what no longer serves you so if your reality is built up of this false sense of self you could lose that and and losing yourself is definitely a very frightening place to be for sure um so if you do not have the proper support set up like you said I love what you said and I'm going to quote you you said if you don't work with someone that can help you in the aftermath of the work then you're pretty screwed and it's one of those things that we're seeing now at a lot of retreat places a lot of people that work with medicine they're willing to serve it but they're not willing to work with you afterwards they they completely like you know they they don't because you know it's one of those things that is like the east meets the west right because if you think about it um 
someone will say, well, Jimena, but the indigenous don't have people that help them integrate their experiences. You know, they don't, they don't have that thing. They don't need integration. And now we'll come back that saying yes, but they don't have the problems, the troubles, the stress, the bank accounts, the, the, the nine to five, the, the, the shitty diet. They do not have that lifestyle. Our lifestyle is completely different where our worth and our value is based on a bank account or is based on like the diplomas that you have on your wall or based on like how many followers you have in Instagram. That's, 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 that's what we think value is for a lot of us. And of course there are different levels of it, but yeah, is is definitely something that is really important for people to realize and kind of like set that in. So then you said that you have now clients that come to you that have sat with plant medicine. So how is that been for you? So I suppose nobody is coming into therapy because they're well. People are coming into therapy because they're dealing with something. So the clients that are coming in after sitting with plant medicine have experienced the plant medicine and being left without integration, without a process, without support. So it's like, yes, the work within the plant medicine is hard, but the integration is a million times harder. That's where the real work is. So these people are left without tools for integration. They're left traumatized. They're left really shaken up by what they saw, what they experienced, or that feeling of loss of self. You know, I I have a client and I have I have consent to to share this story, but they went into plant medicine and they lost the full the full concept of who they are or who they were before the plant medicine. So like you said, how many followers have I? What's my bank balance? Who's my partner? How many holidays have I a year? And that all fell off. And they're left with this shell of a person and they they don't know who they are. They don't want to be on social media because the medicine has shown them this is an alternative life that you could have, but all that shit has to fall off first. So they're left they're sitting in front of me saying, how do I do this? They they actually said to me, they feel like, you know, that scene in Bambi when Bambi's getting up to walk and Bambi can't stand. That was their, that's their experience now in the world because their whole reality has been, has been shook. And the person who served them just said, oh yeah, you'll be fine in a couple of days. Don't worry about it. Uh, and I think if someone like someone says to you don't worry about it it almost fills you with more worry because you're like well if why are you saying that to me so when when clients come in in that state it's really about the first thing I am doing is stabilizing them it's not oh my god tell me your experience because I don't want to re-traumatize someone stabilization get them back to some sense of levelness in themselves some place where they can feel safe you know, safety is the number one concern for people coming to therapy after plant medicine, in my experience. Yeah, it's really good. There is a question that came to mind right now, and and I'm and I'm really curious. And you talk, you touch on trauma. I I did a trauma informed course um, when COVID hit, and and I learned a little bit about it, but I'm no expert whatsoever. 
So, you know, we all have trauma, right? Like I was talking to someone the other day and I said, you know, some people have different definitions of trauma, right? Uh, When people fill out the application to go to the center, we ask, have you ever had a traumatic experience? And some people say no. And then when I talk to them and I learn about their childhood, they did have traumatic experiences. However, they don't consider that to be traumatic because it wasn't rape. It wasn't death. It wasn't physical abuse. It was like, you know, they got locked in their bathroom for hours and their mom wasn't there or, you know, or they got lost in the mall and for hours and they felt like they never going to find their mom. And those are different levels of trauma, I'm assuming. So from your experience, um, you said bringing them back to a safe place to not re-trigger the trauma. How do you, uh, like, what are your thoughts of like navigating trauma and plant medicine? Because sometimes people can have very traumatic experiences in plant medicine. So how do, how do a person navigate that space? So ideally in in an ideal world, what I would like to see is people people having a course of therapy before they go into the plant medicine. Because like you said, everybody has some level of trauma. They, I suppose the, the definition or the thing we would look at in therapy is you can, you can be locked in your bathroom for hours and that is a trauma, but it's how the caregiver, the adult, the safe person deals with it afterwards. So if your mom comes in and picks you up and makes you feel safe again it probably doesn't feel like a trauma but if you're left in the bathroom and then someone shouts at you or you get slapped or something else happens then you know that then that is seen as a trauma so ideally before plant medicine you you want people to know what is their trauma whether they think it's a trauma or they're affected by it now like you need someone sitting with people before they go into the medicine to figure that out but I suppose then there's a part of it then that maybe you can't know it because on some unconscious level there still may be trauma so is the is the thing is this situation then that you need very safe people in the room so not someone you found on Facebook with no training you know do you need You need your medicine person in the room. You need people holding space. You need a therapist and maybe a medical person. You know, that's, that would be my ideal situation. You know, I mean, honestly, that would be my ideal situation. If I, you know, now that you're mentioned that like, I'm like, like my mind is going to places, right? Because I'm constantly thinking of improving. Um, That's like my modem. And I'm thinking, I was like, how cool would it be that when, a client comes in, it's like, okay, you want to do it. You pay your deposit, you sign in for the last three weeks. You're going to be working with a therapist once a week. The therapist is going to be asking you questions. The therapist is going to be studying you from like a mental position and see where you are and what, see what you need to work on. And then when ceremony comes in, having someone like a staff that is a medic uh, will be like super powerful and then do that process at the end when they finish and then they go back to their therapist and their therapist, okay, based on what we spoke, how is your ceremony? What happened? Because, and this is just my, my, my brain, like my wheels turning, but you know, I tell, I tell my clients, I said, your intention is the key that unlocks everything. 
everything. Absolutely everything. It will be the cipher of your ceremony because you've sat with different medicines. You know that when you go into the space, a lot of the information comes in archetypes forms. Um, it's not like the medicine tells you, Sean, this is what's wrong with you. And this is everything like that would be nice if they were that literally, you know, like if they will give you the information in a way that you can digest really easily, but they actually don't. The information is sometimes scattered or sometimes it's so much that you don't even know like how to process, like it's so complicated. So when you work with a therapist beforehand and then you come out and then you go back to the same therapist, then the therapist can reflect back your experience and identify, right, the archetypes and be like, well, maybe the reason why you saw this animal, it could represent this part of mm -hmm. your fear or, you know, like those kind of things. Like, yeah, that, that, that sounds lovely. And I think as well, if you had, if, if that was to happen, then your therapist, when they see you afterwards, they are kind of a gatekeeper for okay, is this person mentally stable? Is this person safe? Do I feel like they're okay in themselves? Yeah, no, that, that, that's, thank you. Thank you for that. Because I never thought about that. And when we talk about it two weeks ago and you mentioned that, I, it felt right. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think if I told you this, but about three years ago, I did a heroic um, mushroom journey with my ex-partner back in those days. And, um, just like you, I've done a ton of, a ton of work. So I have a good understanding of my shadows. And at that point he was still doing the work and he did more mushrooms than I did. And Sean, I honestly thought in the middle of the ceremony that I eventually going to have to call his parents and let his parents know that he had a psychiatric breakdown and his son is gone because he was in a place like his eyes were like rolling back, you know, like his eyes were rolling back and he was like going into like shock because of the level of fear that he was experiencing in the ceremony. And at the time I was an amateur. So I'm so blessed that I'm divinely protected and guided. So I was guided to create a safe space for him in that moment and to be like the light that brought him back into his consciousness. So like I soften and all of that. And anyways, that didn't happen. But at the end of the ceremony, when we both were back and we were both safe and the medicine was gone, I told him and I said, if you ever want to go back in with that level of intensity, my request is that you do work in your shadow first. You need to do the work. You need to reconcile, reconciliate yourself with your unhealthy ego and forgive the pain and the sorrows of your past. Because the reason why he was having such a hard experience was because he didn't, he has yet to reconciliate that part of himself. So I tell my clients, when, when your fears, when your traumas, your insecurities, all of those things show up in medicine, they, they impersonate archetypes like shadows and monsters and, and demons and things like that. I mean, I'm not saying that these things are not real, but most of the times we create them 
from our shadow. And then we don't know how to, you know, work with it because we're so afraid that we can't, you know, like neutralize our fear to be able to power through it. So, so having that prior, having that, that conversation with the therapist or doing that work prior ceremony and kind of being at peace with those aspects of yourself, it will definitely, I believe, support so much a person in ceremony for them to be able to receive the medicine with a little bit more ease and not be so afraid of going in. Well, I think that's probably a problem in society that we have decided that the shadow is bad. Like, oh, don't look at your shadow. It's bad. We just, everybody wants to be in the light with open hearts, but there has to be a duality. We have to have an awareness and an openness to both. And specifically, if you are coming to any medicine, like you said, you have to know that shadow. And it's hard to look at your shadow. Like even doing therapy, not going into plant medicine, shadow work is difficult because we are confronting everything about ourselves that we don't like or everything we regret or everything we feel I could have done better there or I don't forgive that person. We're we're confronting that. And when you sit with medicine, the medicine will lay that in front of you. And you have to sit with that shadow. And if you don't know your shadow, the shadow will devour you. And again, I'm not trying to frighten people, but the shadow is far more powerful in the medicine, I think, than the light. I, I agree too. If you don't know how to navigate it, it can consume you. Um, and, you know, for the listeners, um, I'm, I want to give you all like a really easy example of the shadow because, you know, I was, I was having, I was teaching a friend of mine how to prepare ceremonies. And as I was explaining to him everything, he said, you know, Jimena, I'm so appreciative that the words that we're speaking, they're finally making sense. Because right now, another thing that is happening in the medicine world and in these communities is all of these words, all of these words are becoming buzzwords. Integration, shadow, healing, you know, intention. Like they're they're all becoming buzzwords, but people really don't have an understanding of what it means. So what's the shadow? Yesterday, I was having a conversation with my partner about this individual that he doesn't like. He, the, he, 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 he has a person in his life where he can't stand. He, he, just, he just can't stand this individual. And I told him, I said, the reason why you can't stand this individual is because this individual is reflecting back a part of yourself that you don't like. And he said, he's like, but I like myself. And I said, yes. However... There is something that you detest and you don't like when people make you feel dumb. As soon as people make you feel dumb, you get super triggered, you get mad, you completely try to make them see that you're not dumb. So what does that tell me? That tells me that if you meet someone that you believe that is dumb, you're going to detest them because you don't like to be called dumb. And there is a version of you that is dumb. There is. 
I mean, there is a version of me that is dumb. There is things that I don't know. And I will be very dumb. Like if you put me in a, in, you know, in a construction site, I wouldn't be able to know what to do. I'll be free. I will be dumb. People will be like, what are you doing? You're dumb. Right. That, and and I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't care if people call me dumb because I have reconciliated myself with that part of myself. I love my part of myself that is dumb because it allows me to learn. But my partner, on the other hand, he has not find love for that part of himself that is dumb. Therefore, when he meets someone that he thinks is dumb, then he can like them because he doesn't like that part of himself. So for all of you that are listening, that's basically what the shadow is, is those part of ourselves that we detest, that we can seem to find love and compassion. It could be your judgment. There is people that hate people that are judgmental. Oh my God, those people are so judgmental. Let me tell you, then that means that there is a part of you that is very judgmental that you judge constantly because you're judgmental and you can't find love for it. So therefore you don't like it in other people. And that's what Sean is saying. When you're able to identify those parts of yourself that you don't like, and you take the time to sit with them and have a conversation and be like, okay, I don't like you. However, I want to get to know you. What's up? Then it completely changes the relationship between you and that part of yourself. And that's where the healing starts. So Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, but did what I said made justice to what the shadow is? Yes, it was a very, very nice, clear explanation. But I suppose the other thing for listeners is you don't have to be doing plant medicine to work with your shadow. Like you said, you you notice there's something about a person that you don't like. Imagine that mirror is reflected back at you. So what is it about you that you don't like? And just sit with that. You don't need to do plant medicine to figure that stuff out. Yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, I think that... Plant medicine is when you have done the work and then you know that you need to go deeper because you got to a point where you're not able to go deeper with your therapist. You're not able to go deeper with yourself. You have such a level of awareness about your issues that you're like, okay, well, I know that I procrastinate. I know that I'm a procrastinator, but how come I can't stop procrastinating? In that moment, plant medicine is an incredible tool because plant medicine will bring up that part that is missing that you can't see. Like this just came to mind, but plant medicine is an incredible blind spot pointer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an incredible blind spot pointer. Like you have a blind spot, plant medicine will totally, totally identify it. But like we've been saying today, it's really important that you have those tools that Sean and I have been talking about, that is intention, preparation, and integration. And if you guys have been listening to the previous episodes, you will see that there is multiple episodes that we have on preparation, how to prepare your mind, how to prepare your body, how to prepare, how to prepare your spirit, what questions to ask before you go into a medicine and all of those things. So yeah, good, good stuff, Sean. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Yes, it has. And now I have a question for you before we close. 
So with your experience and of course in the part of the world that you are, because you are you are in a completely different part of the world that also medicine is becoming much, much um pronounced that has ever been in the last decade. Um, how do you envision the future of psychedelics in a therapeutical way? And what potentials and benefits could bring to mental health? So I suppose the first thing is yes, people have to accept that we're in a renaissance of plant medicine and it's happening whether those in charge want to accept it or not it is happening so ideally we need laws and we need safety in place for people to have psychedelic assisted therapy the research coming out by maps and by the fda and the world health organization is showing that psychedelic assisted therapy is far more beneficial for PTSD and depression than originally thought or anticipated. I think the problem that we will face is that the pharmaceutical companies will not will not take a cut in their pie of the massive global financial income that is made through antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication. But Let's imagine a world if we had a magic wand where they they were willing to share and they they cut back on prescribed medication and we looked at other forms of plant medicine to assist recovery in depression, anxiety, PTSD, trauma. I think even allowing people a few sessions with psychedelics, I think would be far more beneficial than a lifetime of antidepressants. And that is based on research I've read and my own experience with plant medicine I think it should be offered to anybody who is told by their doctor that they will be will be prescribed an antidepressant I would love to see to give people that alternative you can take your antidepressant or you can go and work in psychedelic assisted therapy with very trained very safe very secure people and see the benefits that way i think safety would have safety obviously would have to be your number one priority um and finding the right people i suppose a lot of it i feel comes down to people letting their ego go and allowing spirit to to show us the way i love the the message you know i've read this myth i suppose that when Mama Cacao realized the earth needed her or the people of earth needed her, she will come back. And that's what's happening now. Ireland is currently the biggest importer of ceremonial grade cacao because... Wait, Ireland? Ireland is the biggest importer of ceremonial cacao. Wow, I didn't know that. That shows how how much people need to be healed. And I've recently looked at medical records, um, like free data ones that show the amount of antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication that's prescribed. And I, th- I think the figures are worrying, but that, again, is my opinion. And I know it works for some people. And I'm not saying come off all your medication and take plant medicine. Right. But, but I think we need to offer people, people an alternative. Like if we look again at the indigenous people, their health, their mental health, they far they far surpass us in the West and we have all the privileges of of life that they don't have. I'm not even sure if that answered your question. I feel like I had so much to say there. 
No, it was great. It was great. It was perfect. It was exactly it was exactly what needed to be said. So don't worry about it. It's exactly what needed to be said. Um, so you did answer the question. And uh, before we close, I would like to ask you if there is anything, if you if there was something that you want to share with our listeners today, like you want to leave them with, um, what would that be? I suppose the thing I would say is listen to your soul. Like sit, sit in silence, find a place in silence and just be still and be quiet and listen. And I don't mean listen to the, the, the mind, the monkey mind that's always going. Try and come into the body and connect to your soul and listen to what your soul is telling you. Because I think if we connect to the soul, we can't, you can't go wrong if you're connecting to your soul, to your higher self, to that, to that place in you that knows what's best for you. That's not ego driven. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Sean. This has been such a amazing. I can't believe that it's been over 45 minutes at stalking. I I get I could go on and on and on and on and and continue talking to you and learning more because seriously is is such a gift to to learn from you and to hear your experience and your thoughts. The world needs people like you and me to be the pioneers and the stewards of uh, protecting, um, I think, not only the medicines, but also humanity from that falling into the trap of uh, consumerism and anarchy uh, with this medicines. Because uh, in all honesty, we will not win that battle. Uh, I, I, I tell you that, I tell everybody that is listening, if you think that if we go to war with plant medicines, we have lost, we have lost, we have no winning in that battle because we're working with, with, um, consciousness that are, that are older than our generation. Um, they have been here for times that we can even conceptualize in our mind and that amount of wisdom uh, will completely overpower us if we ever believe that we can overpower them. So it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. I'm looking forward to having you again in another time. Uh, it will be amazing. Yeah, I was actually, as we were talking, I was thinking about another podcast with you and um, I would love to chat with you about that in a couple of weeks and then put something together. So yeah, thank you so much. Uh, thank you everybody for listening and being with us today. Sean, uh, where can people find you? So I'm on Instagram at Satnam Therapy. So Satnam being the Sanskrit word for truth is my identity. So that that's my Instagram or my website is satnamtherapy.com. Perfect. And we will have that in the description for all of you to uh, follow her and find her if you need to talk to her. She's amazing. She's been doing this work of uh, therapy, psychotherapy for 15 years. She's very grounded in the practice of working with medicines in the proper ways, which um, is not easy to find nowadays. So everybody that is listening, she is a gem. So give yourself the opportunity to expose yourself to a person like her. Um, I feel very lucky to have her now in my life. So thank you so much, everybody. If you guys have any questions or anything, you can, you know where to find me, you know where to email me. Have all of you a wonderful, beautiful rest of your day. 
Thank you so much, so much gratitude and many blessings to you for listening to today's podcast. Please subscribe to the show and tune into our next episode every Wednesday. You can find us on Instagram or join us, our Facebook group at Rainforest Healing Center. And lastly, please rate and review the show on our Apple podcast. This is the best way you can support us so we can get the show to more people just like you that want to learn about plant medicine.